the Whole Healing Podcast. Healing through nutrition by connecting your mind, body, and food. Positivity around food. And I think this is such an important topic because I feel like people, whenever they are approached with food, they go instantly to the negative, right? They talk about what they don't like. They even like when it comes to food and all of the negative things about it. Something that I talk a lot about with people is nutritional optimism versus nutritional pessimism. And so if you just give somebody a plate of food, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it the pesticides? Is it the fat? Is it the calories? Is it, and there's all these like, it's like fear mongering, right? I had to Google this fear mongering mm-hmm. around food, like creating this like environment where we have to be fearful around food. And so then people all of a sudden got all this pessimism. And I got to say, guys, like if you think negatively about your food, you are never, ever, ever going to get somewhere positive with your food. It doesn't work that way. You have to start with the positives. And so I just like to talk a little bit about like how we can get somebody from, you know, this constant trajectory of negative mindsets around food to something that's positive so that you can actually develop a healthy relationship with food and actually see the results that you want. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that is at the crux of a lot of it. I think it's well said. I think a lot of it comes down to kind of re-examining your, your thoughts, um, your certain feelings, your potential rules that you have around food, around exercise. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So that's this is an area I think some of us are aware of, some of us aren't. Um, and I do have some examples to like, it, you know, for for people if you're if you're wondering, do I have any actual like strict, rigid rules around yeah food and exercise? There, here's a few questions to kind of like make you think about that. Uh, one is, do you count anything? Right, calories, fat, carbs, protein, points. Um, do calories determine how much? you eat? Do you feel you have to eat perfectly to be a healthy eater? Do you have any rules about what time of day is okay to eat? Um, Do you have any rules about snacking? Are there any foods that you always try to avoid? Uh, You know, do you have any rules about knowing the nutrition content of a meal or food? Right. So it goes on and on. There's a lot. And it's just just this questionnaire from intuitive eating, you know, uh, Evelyn Triboli to kind of the pioneer that I was I was reviewing. But I think once you kind of understand where you're maybe thinking possibly irrationally, then you can start to, um, one, reframe to be a little bit more flexible, I think, and a little bit less like absolute, right? So you can use um, that phrase, you know, for the most part, more often, right? Instead of being just so black or white. I think that's, uh, that's one thing. And I mean, for example, with, here's one, right? So with, uh, uh, I'm going, you know, we talked about intuitive eating, how it can actually work for a lot of people, not not everyone, and you have to be in the right place there. But some people can say, like, I'm always going to eat intuitively, right? I'm always going to listen to my hunger and my fullness. Well, maybe you can say, I will regularly stay mindful while eating and hope that, for the most part, I will be an intuitive eater. And I think there's truly some rules that you need to just, like, challenge entirely. Like, I I am going to avoid... All added sugar, right? That, I mean, that is just unrealistic. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not healthy actually in, in many ways. And so you can, you just kind of get out of that perfectionist mode. I think that a lot of us have 
And maybe, you know, something that you say generalized that the 80 20 rule, I, I think that's, that's pretty applicable in many areas with, with this and, and learning how to be just a little bit more and more positive and positively stated with, with food, you know, maybe 80% of the time you're doing well and you're making food choices that you're happy with that are nourishing you 20% of the time you're, yeah, you're having these fun foods. You're, you know, you're allowing yourself to have sweets and so forth. That that's sustainable in my point and in my perspective. Yeah. I love what you're saying, Jack, especially like even just about measuring. Um, I hope my sister doesn't mind me talking about this because she's, she's doing something for like a detox and um, she wanted to know like how she could get her protein needs met when she's doing this this detox because she was really, like really adamant about that and I and I've mentioned this before but like I think unfortunately with nutrition we subscribe to this programming right and and what is programming programming is you should be doing this we need to be meeting these needs and that's where that measuring comes in right I love what you said Jack about are you counting anything like and even subconsciously I think we are especially if we know enough to be dangerous like a lot of us do we know that we should be meeting our protein needs that we quote unquote, you know, need to be meeting our, our, our calorie needs. We need to be eating enough. We need to be not eating too much. Like all these things that we're just kind of subconsciously doing in our heads. And like, I think what we do is we actually dig our hole deeper because I mean, she didn't, my sister didn't know this, but like when you're trying to detox, like creating a protein restriction can actually be beneficial for detoxification pathways because then you have to go into autophagy, right? And scavenge and then clean out your old cells, all these, you know, biochemical processes, that like we don't know, but we've been programmed to say, oh, meet your protein needs, meet your protein needs, meet your protein needs. Well, maybe sometimes it's not a good idea to meet your protein needs. Maybe you should purposely go under your protein needs sometimes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Or don't obsess, right? Just about I, so many. I think people view like protein as the most important macronutrient, hands down, regardless of every scenario. Not always the case, right? We need, we need all. We can always go go into the healthy fat discussion, and everything. But yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt there. I just thought, yeah, oh, a lot God. of people have that mindset about protein. They, they do. And then, and, and, you know, I talk to people, I mean, like, and, and like, it's interesting because it gets polarized, right? Like vegans are like, oh, like you don't need that much protein. And then they, and then they see like muscle wasting, right? Like sometimes, sometimes when you get on the extreme and you're like anti-protein or whatever, it's like, you know, I don't know. But people, people mm -hmm. get into these polarizations of protein where it's like, you have to have 2.4, you have to have a gram of protein per pound of body weight. Or you have like 35 grams a day, even though you're bodybuilding. Like that, neither of those make sense, right? And so you have to find that sweet spot. And I think that people get so confused or get, they get intimidated that they have to obsess about it. And then you see these these extremes. And so I just I just think this programming, right? Like this programming that we've been built and taught to think. And I to, I told this to my 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 D1 soccer athletes over at CC. I said, you know, do you really need to be meeting your protein needs? Like, what what are your goals? Like, what if like you're actually trying to like like reduce your muscle mass because you're not running as fast. You know what I mean? Like I really, really think we have to break this programming because I think that's what leads to a lot of negativity around food is because we can't meet these unrealistic mm -hmm. needs, but we don't even know what our, our needs are because we're not focused on our goals. We're focused on the programming. So I don't know. It, we can get, we can get down this deep hole with it, but I think at the end of the day, like we have to like tune in, like you were saying, Jack, and be intuitive because if we can just tune in and stop following all these rules around food, um, all these expectations, all these shoulds and coulds and needs to, then um, then I think that we can we can set ourselves free. Yeah, definitely. I, so yeah, take take some personal inventory, right? Where, where do you think you may be a little more um, obsessive, or just you know ha have some strict guidelines around, and then really rationalize that, and maybe you know talking to an expert or dietitian can right help help a lot in in that way. Uh, cause yeah, there, there's a lot of misinformation out there and 
And I think we can just get so set on the the route that leads to health. And it um, there's just not there's just not one specific path for for anyone. We got to be just a little more flexible, a little more kind, show some gratitude, positively state things. All those make a difference. Love that, Jack. And I, and maybe this isn't positive. I I think rebellion's positive. But like my, the way I put it is, I want I want you if if you're working with me, I want you to break all of the rules when it comes to nutrition. I want you to break all of them purposely and see what happens, right? Like yeah. you might actually find some good, especially along the lines of like the shoulds and the coulds and the needs to. I feel like that really comes from the outside perspective of what everybody else is telling you that you should be doing. So by rebelling or whatever the word, and breaking all those rules, you're, in a sense, what you're saying, Jenna, is being free. You're finding what works for you, and I think that's super important. So you can be grateful and figure out what works best for you and respect your body in that way. Mm-hmm. Love it. You got some You got some skill, Riley. You got some potential. <laughs> I see you. I see you over there. I yeah, podcast absolutely. Last week. You got some really good contributions. You'd be a great practitioner. Knock it off. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I Thank think, you. Yeah. You have good opinions, and you – have confidence in, in a really good way uh and and yet you don't I, I also don't think i think a lot of people that are just beginning their career in, in nutrition dietetics like just they do follow the rules not right and they do they they are not they, yeah they can be a little hesitant or, or resistant to like kind of just branch out and um just say something that's what they what they really believe you know we're, we just are so i just think a lot of a lot of dietitians are type a and they follow all the all the guidelines and everything. So, and, and it's good to do all that in many ways, right? But I think mm-hmm. you, you have a lot of value added opinions. Thank you. And I think it's hard too, because like a lot of people will follow the rules because things can go in so many different directions all the time that they don't want to risk, I guess, being wrong or like contradicting somebody in some way because yeah. things aren't black and white, you know, there's so much gray area. So yeah, I think it's important mm-hmm. to have that balance between the two. Okay, yeah, and I, and I, you bring up a good point. I, I I say everybody should break all the rules, but also you have to know the rules to break them, right? And so I think it's good to follow the rules to learn. Um, I'm not I'm not saying don't follow the rules, um, but sometimes, but but you make your own rules, right? And so like when we learn the rules and we apply the rules and and we know them and we want to we want to try something else, it's okay to not follow them all the time. Martha, you got anything to add? You have such good ideas as far as content. Way to hit it out of the water, float out of the water last week with the, like content ideas for all of us. Thank you. Sure. Uh, I think for me, it's just like listening to you guys. It's all about staying informed and understanding that not every community is as informed about nutrition. Uh, for example, <clears throat> the Hispanic community uh doesn't really look at labels and stuff when it comes to fat and uh sugars and most of uh the food has you know a ton of fat and sugar when they cook at home so understanding that you know every culture is different and everyone uh doesn't just pay attention to what they're eating can be a cultural problem that's a that's a really incredible point you bring up. And I think that's where like education, right? Like education is the future of health. Um, and so that's why I'm so excited. Like spoiler alert, we're building like our learning module system, like an online course for nutrition. Um, I think that's why it's so important. So people have access, right, to the information that they need in, a, in an digestible yeah. way. And, and putting out just information on our blogs and on our marketing is just amazing. 
it's a great uh, value add for for these communities and for just everyone in general who's looking into nutrition and starting from scratch. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that so much. 